Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Bonjour, bienvenue and welcome to the latest In for a Penny podcast. Is that because we've got French listeners now? Saying hello to our, we are internationally focused. Hello. Hello and welcome. This is the In for a Penny podcast. You'll already know that because you have downloaded it or are listening. But if you're listening for the first time, welcome. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. My name is Mark Schoffman. I'm a freelance personal finance journalist. I'm joined by a gentleman called Joshua Gersler, who's a financial planner, and I also refer to him as a friend. Friend. But I'm not fussy. You can find out about him at The Auction Practice, which is the name of his advisory firm, and their website is www.topfs.co.uk. You can find out more about me at www.cavendishcontent.com. You've caught us right in the middle of a um, dedicated series on mortgages and the property market. Do you want to tell the listeners, Josh, what we're going to talk about? This episode, we're talking about how to repay your mortgage. Before we come to that, we're going to read out a review. Another one. You know what? I really appreciate it when people go to the time and effort to leave us a review because I know it's a pain. I'll read it out, yeah, because you usually get to read it. So here's my go. This is from JSE1980, which I reckon is 1980, yeah. probably the year that JSE was born. And I'll do it. Uh, shall I do it in an accent? No, I don't think you need an accent. Okay, great podcast. Love the banter. Good information and gives food for thought. More regular episodes would be a great idea. Ah, that's good. Alien concepts, maybe ETFs, premium bonds, and national savings, and PCP. Keep up the great work. Ah, well, we'll put those on the list, potentially. Yeah, thanks, JSE 1980. I found it interesting how you read out the number, because I find the way people refer to years is interesting, because obviously when it was 1990, we did refer to it as 1990, but now in 2012... And, and or well, it's not 2012, now it's 2019. But sometimes people refer to it as 2019 rather than 2019. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, weirdly enough, I've had that strange, that same thought recently. I don't think it's interesting, yeah. but it's just strange that we both had that thought. Yeah. Years, eh? You know what we always forget to do as well when we read out these reviews yeah. is to forget to say how many stars they've given us. This oh, yeah. was a five star review. I think five star review. all of those reviews up there are five yeah, stars. We wouldn't read out the bad reviews, but then again, we haven't got any. <laughs> we don't need to. No, but if people did weren't enjoying it and they gave us some constructive feedback, we would take yeah. it on board, like we always do. We would. Okay, so on with the show. So, you know, previously we've discussed how to buy your property and then getting the mortgage and what you need to think about by the deposit and the loan to value. Yeah. But that's not the end. That's, that's not the end. the beginning, if anything, because then you, you get your mortgage yeah. and you've got this monthly commitment yeah. to pay every month. So we're going to discuss how you repay. Okay. Okay. So when I get a mortgage, my bank um, sends me a whole key facts information document that outlines things like, here's how much interest you pay and here's how much you're actually repaying. What's the difference between interest and repayment? Good question. So if you think we said all the mortgages in a previous episode is a loan to buy a property, do you agree? Mortgage is a loan to buy a property. I would have thought so. Okay. Whenever you borrow money, the lender wants to charge you interest on that money. What? Because why would they lend you money if there was nothing in it for them? So At the goodness of their hearts. Yeah, so a, uh, a lender has given you... £100,000, well, they want to earn something off that. 
Okay. Yes, there are times when you borrow money and you don't pay any interest. For instance, DFS, SOFA. Yeah. Buy your SOFA now, pay no interest for 10 years, things like that. Um, but with mortgages, there's usually interest to pay. So yeah. that, is, that is the interest on the mortgage. Repayment, that is the actual loan that you start to repay. So there are two types of mortgages, to try and make this a bit clearer. Yeah. An interest-only mortgage right. and a repayment mortgage. Okay. An interest-only mortgage is where over the life of the mortgage, yeah. let's say 25 years, all you pay is interest on that loan. So if you've borrowed £100,000 from your bank, yeah. every month you pay them interest on that £100,000. Yeah. At the end of the 25 years, you still owe them £100,000. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and you've got to find a way to repay that. Yeah. If you have a repayment mortgage, every month when you pay them, you pay some interest, but you also pay off some of the £100,000 that you initially borrowed so that by the end of the 25 years, you owe them zero and you own your house mortgage free. So it sounds like an interest-only mortgage may be cheaper initially. Correct. It, it definitely will be on a monthly basis compared to a repayment mortgage because all you're paying is interest yeah. and not paying off any of the debt. But do you need, does a bank make sure you have something in place so that you can repay the debt at the end? Yeah, so if you are going to take out an interest-only mortgage and um, after the credit crunch, interest-only mortgages all but disappeared because lenders realised that was a bit of a risky way to lend money. Um, They're actually quite common again. 10, 11 years after the credit crunch. Um, But if you are going to have an interest-only mortgage, you need to make sure you have a plan in place as to how you're going to repay that £100,000 to the bank at the end of the term. I guess that's quite hard because if you've got a 30-year mortgage, knowing how you're going to save that money in 30 years because you're you're going to have other expenses. Yeah, you're you're right. Some people actually have their their repayment plan in place on day one. So they might have £100,000 in a savings account that for whatever reason they don't want to use that towards a property. So if they can show evidence of that to the lender, they might accept that as a repayment strategy. You may have investments, shares, bonds, ISAs, whatever it is, and you may not want to put those towards a property for a few reasons. Could be you think that that money is going to grow more by being invested. It could be that you don't want to sell it because you'll incur a tax liability to do so there could be could be various reasons you may have money in a pension that you're going to use to repay the mortgage but you can't access until you are at the right age which isn't now another way another repayment strategy is selling the property ah. and buying a smaller property what if your property is fallen in value though what if you're in negative equity which we've discussed previously yeah if you're in negative equity then you're yeah if you're in negative equity then you won't be able to repay the loan in full to the lender that's a risk. Yeah, it's a risk. And obviously, it's quite as often in the market, it can be quite hard to sell your property. Yeah, well, most lenders, though, um, will only accept the sale of the property as a repayment strategy up to a certain loan to value to protect themselves from the risk of negative equity. Uh-huh. So a lot of lenders a lot of lenders won't accept it at all. A lot of them will cap it at 50% because that's quite a bit of leeway there. Some go higher, but 50% seems to be a common cutoff point. Also... Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm just encouraging you. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, good. Yeah. Also, a lot of lenders have a minimum equity criteria if you're going to use sale of property. Yeah. So that means that your you your house must be worth a certain amount above the debt to make it realistic that you'd be able to sell it and buy something cheaper to live in. So if you've only got 
£10,000 worth of equity. And to explain what that, that means is if your property is worth 110000 and you've got a mortgage of 100000 you've got £10,000 worth of equity. If you've only got £10,000 worth of equity, the lender may say, well, that's not going to be enough for you to find another property to live in. So a lot of them have a minimum equity of two, three hundred thousand pounds. So they're comfortable you'll be able to find a property within yeah. that budget. So if this is a cheaper option, why why don't or why do, why doesn't everyone just go for that? Because the big risk is you have to have that money available at the end of the mortgage, and a lot of people don't. So on the flip side, you have repayment mortgages, which which are the are for most people the sensible route to go down because you know for certain that if you pay your mortgage every month at the end of the mortgage term you would have cleared that debt and that is the way forward for most people when you are first paying in the first years of your mortgage how much of your repayments are interest and how much are payments? yes a good question and a good point in the early days most of the monthly payments are interest and very little of that is paying off the debt because if you think on day one you have a big debt Therefore, there's a high interest charge on that. After, let's say, even after a month, even the, that starts to shift. So every month that you pay off some of the debt, the scale will start to tip so that you are paying off, paying a little bit less interest and a little bit more of the capital. But it takes a long time for it to, to make a sizable difference. But how common, because you mentioned interest only is becoming more available. Yeah. But do you find repayment mortgages are, are still the most popular choice? De- definitely. More people go for a repayment than interest only. Interestingly, older borrowers who are coming closer to having to repay the debt are more inclined to go for interest only because that was the popular thing back in the day. Younger borrowers, borrowers are going for repayment mortgages. Have you heard of mortgage prisoners? Yes. But you t- tell our listeners. No, you tell me about it. Go on. Well, mortgage prisoners, isn't that that's all the negative equity stuff, really, isn't it? Not, well, yes, not necessarily. Though. It's where a borrower it can't change lenders for whatever reason. They are considered a prisoner of their mortgage. Could be because they originally took out a self-cert mortgage, therefore can't prove their mor- their income for any other we lender. We discussed that in the previous Yeah, episodes. it could be that they are in negative equity, like you just said. It could be... They've lost their job and they can't change for whatever reason. And a lot of these mortgage prisoners are on interest-only deals and can't get interest-only deals with other lenders. What can they do? Um, they're stuck. That's the point. They are a prisoner. It's not something that we find our clients who are older and have interest-only mortgages, most of them we find a way to remortgage them onto a better deal, change their repayment mortgage, come up with something. So it's not saying I've really come across a mortgage prisoner, but it's something that's written about and spoken about a lot. And so are they stuck on the, the, the standard variable rate, like the default rate? But yeah, we're not. I don't. Are we discussing rates this episode? We're not. When's is that the next episode? I think that is the next. Episode. So I won't go answer that in detail. But the answer okay. is yes. They are stuck on the default okay. rate. Good. Tune into the next episode to find out about that. But still, listen to this one because we haven't finished talking. <laughs> so, if you do have yes, sir. the funds to have an interest-only mortgage, so you can have a repayment plan at the end, how 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 should you decide between the two? Like if you've got the option of both. Yeah, so everyone's circumstances are different. A lot of, um, not a lot of, self-employed people may be more inclined to go for an interest-only mortgage because their money they get in every month is a bit more uncertain. So they may, they may prefer to know that they just have an interest payment to make each month 
But if they're sensible, they would make a payment at some point during the year, the equivalent of being on a repayment mortgage. So a lump sum payment once a year. Ah, you can still make overpayments even if you're on an interest-only mortgage. With most lenders, you can overpay 10% of your mortgage each year without penalty. Whether it's interest-only or repayment. Correct. Some lenders do more, some lenders do less. So, for example, I've recently arranged a mortgage for a client with Metro Bank yeah. who allow 20% overpayments each okay. year. And I've also done a mortgage for a client with the Marsden Building Society who only allow 5%. But I think for most people, a repayment mortgage is the sensible option. To know that your debt is going to be clear on a certain date is probably a nicer feeling. Is the criteria different when a bank is considering what you can afford sort of on a monthly basis? With most lenders, it isn't. But with some lenders, it is. So you might be able to, you might be, a repayment mortgage might be unaffordable for the same amount with a lender that if you did it with them on an interest-only basis, it would be affordable. But remember, you've still got to have a credible repayment strategy in place. But does the bank monitor that? Because you could say, I don't know, I've got £100,000 in this account and then you get your interest-only mortgage and then you spend your £100,000 on something else, a, a property. Yeah, they don't. So they don't monitor it in the sense that they don't check your bank account every month to make sure the money's still there. They check on day one, you're going to have to prove that you've got the money there. If you stay with that lender for the whole mortgage, whether it's 10, 20 or 30 years, they're not going to check again throughout that period. It's a bit risky for them, isn't it? It is, but most most individuals will actually change lenders throughout the life of their mortgage. So each time you change lender, you'd have to show that, that repayment strategy is still in place. Could you start or first more, get your first mortgage on an interest-only basis and then when you come to remortgage and hopefully you're earning more, switch to a repayment? Yeah, you can do. You can switch either way throughout the life of the mortgage as long as you meet the criteria for that repayment strategy. What if, for example... You start, you've got your first mortgage on an interest-only basis and then you come to remortgage, which is when you move to a different lender yeah. or the same lender but to a different rate. Okay. Or say in this situation, you're going to move to a different lender. Right. So you would need your new lender to repay the old debt. Yeah. So if you're on an interest-only basis, would the new lender repay the old debt but it doesn't actually make a difference. So when you remortgage, the new lender sends the money to your solicitor. So Barclays send yeah. the money to your solicitor. And your solicitor pays the old lender, so NatWest. Yeah. Whether that NatWest mortgage is a repayment mortgage or an interest-only mortgage doesn't make a difference because what you owe them, what you owe them. Okay. So they clear the debt for you. So then you will just move on to whatever new terms with your new lender. Correct. Okay. How different are the rates for an interest-only mortgage compared with a repayment mortgage? Normally, with, with most lenders that offer both interest-only and repayment mortgages, the rate doesn't doesn't change whether you're going on an interest-only or a repayment with them. Usually, the rate is exactly the same. Where you, it may differ is that um, the lender with the best rate might only offer a repayment mortgage, but you want an interest-only mortgage, so you've got to go to a different lender and pay a higher rate. Do people often do that? Yeah, if you want or have to have an interest-only mortgage, then you can only go for the lender that offers the best rates for your specific circumstances. You can't say, well, if, for example, the best rate is with one lender at 1%, but they don't do interest-only mortgages, you can't say to them, I demand to have this rate, please, in an interest-only mortgage. You've got to go for the best lender for your circumstances. Okay. Are there certain types of lenders who are better for interest-only 
Yeah, there are. So some lenders don't do it at all. Some lenders um, are very flexible with it. I mean, is there a difference between, often you find building societies, for example, won't want to lend, may not lend such large amounts, particularly if they're kind of just quite local. Are there there lenders who are more risk-averse and see interest only as more risky? Yes, some lenders won't even touch it. And how can you decide between the two, though? Because obviously you don't want to waste your time on an application and then it fall through. Do you mean as an advisor or as a borrower? As a borrower. How can you decide what you should have? Yeah. Well, like like when we're doing an application for a, a client, hopefully a borrower has done their homework before submitting it. So they should know before they apply that the lender they're going to, that they meet their criteria and everything will be okay. When you first take out a mortgage, you may take out a mortgage for, nowadays you can take out a mortgage for 40 years. So you could be having a repayment mortgage over 40 years. So that means you pay it every month. At the end of 40 years, your mortgage is clear and full. But that doesn't mean you are, you have to have that, that doesn't mean you have to keep the mortgage for 40 years. So at any point during that term, you could change the length of the mortgage. So if your income increases and you come to remortgage in, let's say, five years time, you would in theory, have 35 years left on the mortgage. But if your circumstances allow it, you could say, well, I'd rather pay this off a bit quicker and change your mortgage term to 25 years. How willingly will will a lender do that? As long as it's affordable, the lender's absolutely fine with that. Because it's no different to saying, I want to clear it in full today, I've got the money. If you want to clear it, you want to clear it. This is just saying, well, my circumstances have changed, I can afford to pay a bit more, I'll reduce the term to 25 years, 20 years, 10 years, whatever it may be. What about increasing the term? You can increase the term as well, and sometimes our clients do that. So you originally borrowed over 25 years. When we come to remortgage in five years, for example, their circumstances have got a bit tougher. So they say, you know what, we can't really... We're still managing to pay it, we can afford it, but it's a bit tough. Could we increase the term? And you could put it up to 40 years at that point, or whatever the age may be. But is there a difference between if you're doing that on an interest-only and repayment basis? The difference is that... On an interest-only basis, your payments are the same every month, regardless of whether you're borrowing over one year, 10 years, 20 years or 30 years, because you're just paying interest. What you're doing if you extend the term of an interest-only mortgage is you're giving yourself more time until you need to repay the debt. So when we arrange an interest-only mortgage for a client, we'll try and do it over as long a term as possible to give them the most flexibility. And will a bank do that? If a bank's going to look at a borrower and consider it on an interest-only or repayment, basis will they consider a shorter term for repayment but longer for interest only it's usually the other way around actually usually on an interest only basis they have a lower or younger age they want the mortgage to end by than on a repayment basis why is that i don't know actually why do you think that might be mark why do i think that might be well maybe i guess they do they want to have their loan repaid as soon as possible and he and maybe well maybe they're being kind for the interest only borrowers and thinking well we're going to give you more time no they give you less time Less time. Yeah. They they want the interest-only mortgage repaid sooner. Because they want their money back faster. Yeah. They're not being... I don't think they're being nice. (laughs) No, No, they're not... Not that they're not nice, but uh, they don't do things out of the goodness of their heart. No. We mentioned terms and length of mortgages. Yes. You look like you're dying to ask me something about that. Because when I first got a mortgage, I was in my mid-twenties. Oh, is that long ago? And that would have been for about 25 years. So the bank would have worked out my repayments 
until I was about 50. Nowadays, first-time buyers are getting on the property ladder a lot later. Yeah. Sometimes into their mid-30s. Sometimes 40. Yeah. So say you get it when you're 35 and you're going to get a mortgage term of 30 years. So then you're suddenly talking about still having your mortgage when you're 65. And if it's 40 years when you're 75, so you're getting into lending into retirement, which must make it a bit more difficult to get the banks to lend. Most banks have two ways of determining, two, two criterias for the length of the mortgage. They usually have a maximum age, which tends to be around 70, 75. And they have a maximum term. Yep. So that tends to be around 35 years with most lenders. So if you're, if you're 50 years old, even though the lender may allow you to may allow one to borrow for 35 years, they're, they're probably not going to allow you to do that because that'll take you to age 85 uh-huh. if their maximum age is 70. So they'd only give you a 20-year mortgage. So it's only really younger borrowers that tend to benefit from these 35 or 40-year mortgage terms. Could you get a 20-year term on an interest-only basis? It depends how old you are. At 50. If the lender is... So again, it depends on every lender. If they're happy to allow interest-only mortgages up to age 70, then yeah, of course you can. If they say they've got to stop at 65, well, then you do it for 15 years. With a lot of interest-only borrowers, as I said before, we'll do the maximum term available on an interest-only basis. And then when we we come to remortgage, that may get extended further if lenders have different rules at that point allowing people to borrow for longer. Okay. Happy? Happy. Okay. Is that all we've got time for? I think that is all we have time for. But if you do have any queries, questions, or feedback on how you repay your mortgage, feel free to get in touch via the usual channels, such as the Twitter, at InfraPennyPod1. We're also on Facebook. Please join our Facebook Are we on the group. Facebook? Yeah. I think you've told me that before. I keep yeah. forgetting. Search InfraPenny Podcast. You can put comments on there. Uh, if you listen on Apple... That's not an, an apple, not the fruit, but an apple Sounds device. Sounds uncomfortable if you yeah. listen on an apple. Uh, you can do so via iTunes or Apple Podcasts, as I believe it's rebranding to. You can also give feedback via email. Email me at mark at Cavendish Content. At mark no, at Cavendish Content. Email me on mark. On mark. How do you phrase that? You do it. You do it. My email address is mark at cavendishcontent.com. Okay. And my email address is josh at topfs.co.uk. Although it's joshua at topfs.co.uk. Okay. Let's just all this again. No, this is fun. Keep, is it, keep a bit of it in, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Those are some ways to leave us feedback. We've left a link in the show notes, which also guides you through what to do if you want to tell us what you think about the show. I hope, um, dear listeners, that you're enjoying this mortgage series as much as we are. We've now got, is it two episodes left in this series? We do. So when they're going to be fun look forward to recording those the next what's the next two episodes going to be about just to wet people wet people's appetites <laughs> we're going to talk about fixed rates v trackers so the different types of rates different type of rates okay and then mortgage off, rates and then on the final uh, you know what we should cover in that one as well let's talk about fees in that as well okay that that's a good useful. idea and then for the final episode should we leave that as a surprise it's not that exciting I'd probably say it now okay we're going to talk about why you need a mortgage broker. Or, or don't should, need. Or don't need. Yeah. Why okay. we should keep you in work. Yes. Lovely. Do you know, um, I forgot to tell you, Mark, because you know I told you recently we're up for some awards. Oh, yeah. So we went. I went to the Money Marketing Awards evening, which is a yes. lovely evening. So that's a trade magazine about the financial advisory community, yeah. Money Marketing. We didn't win the award. Oh, we were the third sorry. award of the night. 
yeah. we didn't win it. That's annoying to find out so early. No, it was quite good because I got there thinking we've got no chance of winning this. Yeah, it's just nice to be recognised as one of the top advisors out of the thousands that are out there. Um, they announced it. Yeah. We didn't win. I didn't do the slow uh, clap. You, I thought of you. What did you do? I just gave him a round of applause. Did you? Um, but it was nice. To what be- did you think internally? I was, I was up, not upset. I was disappointed not to win. Yeah. But I hadn't expected to, so I wasn't upset. Does that make sense? That's. Um, the firm that won it have got twelve hundred mortgage advisors. We've got two. So okay. just to be a finalist with them was nice. We've got the ceremony in October for the Money Facts Award. Yeah. So we're up for that one as well. Okay. And also, we found out recently that we are a finalist in the Money Age. Mortgage oh, Advisor wow. of the Award. So it's, it's lovely to be finalist. Hopefully one of these days we'll win one, but it's nice to be a finalist. Well, well done to you. Thank you. Good luck. Thanks. And to everyone listening, thank you for being in for a penny. <laughs>